So welcome back to A Place to Thrive. I'm Jo Hooper. And I'm Jo Hall. The Joes are back in your ears. And today we've just gone for a really small, simple topic. Which could actually get quite meaty. Which could get very meaty. We'll see how it goes. So the simple, easy topic that we just want to have a chat about is how do you make work meaningful? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually a biggie. So I think we've all worked in, or listeners, you might be working in organisations where you've got corporate mission statements, statements of purpose, values, and often they can feel very sanitised and corporate, as the name suggests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And kind of, if I think back to one particular organisation I worked in, the mission and the purpose, we never really looked at it. It wasn't used as like a guiding light. It was yeah. just a thing on a wall display. So you can feel very disconnected from it. So there are a couple of ways we wanted to explore this today. But firstly, how, as leaders, can we make the sort of mission or purpose of an organisation meaningful and energising for people? Great question. Why, thank you. Over to you to answer. Oh, thanks very much. (laughs) (laughs) So this is something that I do with business leaders as part of my consultancy work. And we sit down together to understand the pain point that we're addressing or alleviating Mm. for their customers. Or on a a more positive spin, it could be the the life enhancement that they're Mm. giving their customers. And I think that's just a really neat and simple way of finding your purpose because every organisation should exist to do one or the other. Mm. And, you know, if you're helping alleviate a problem, then that's wonderful. And that could be like medicines, you know, pharmaceuticals, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, Broadband even. Broadband, yeah. yeah, You know, or life enhancement. I mean, you think of Apple. Mm. In my mind, I've got Diet Coke. (laughs) Making people's lives better one Diet Coke can at a time. Diet Coke, chilled in a bottle. Exactly. Oh, lovely. Yeah. But you're right. When when you think about it, like I'm, I'm looking around the room now at things and thinking they all do either. One or the other. Yeah. Make... Make your life better in some way. Yeah. Easier, quicker, more yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Or alleviate or help you get over some sort of problem. Yeah. So that is a good way of thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, and it just simplifies it. It yeah. makes it really, really easy because I think you can go down this rabbit warren of coming up with corporate fancy words that are too abstract that people don't flip mm. and understand, never mind buy into. The other thing is really getting employees involved in this. Oh, hell a flippin' Louia. Not a top down (laughs) exercise, please. God, no. So you've got to get your employees. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that are going to come up with words that mean something to them, that it's not being disparaging or, you know, condescending, but they're going to be layman's terms that people are going to resonate with and Mm. understand. I love layman's terms. I don't think it's condescending. I'm quite a simple girl, really. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you said that because I think that is the problem, that purposes or mission statements don't resonate with people because they haven't had any hand in shaping them or any idea that it was going on or any involvement in it whatsoever yeah. and if Let's you see how many bullshitty words we can well, get yeah, into exactly. a sentence kind of thing you're not going to get something that resonates with people unless you ask mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. what resonates with them and mm-hmm. what they feel and think about the organization and what the organization does and yeah. why they want to work there yeah. and what they feel that they get out of working there i think we have to be really conscious though when we work in larger organizations that when a corporate purpose is defined with your employees that 
some of the employees aren't going to truly connect with it because they're more deeply working within the organisation. And what I mean by that is that they're further removed Mm. from the customer, either the product that's being delivered to the customer, provided to the customer, or the service that's being given to the customer. And when you're, you know, more deeply embedded within an organization, I think it can sometimes feel that you don't have that connection with a purpose because you don't see you mm. individually or as a team contributing or joining the dots is harder for you to be able to connect with that end product. And I think in that situation, well I know in that situation, the best thing to do is actually redefine your purpose for your team. So this is interesting. So so, I was going to ask you, how do you bridge that gap? So it's exactly the same exercise, but you're thinking about and defining who your your customers are. Mm. So they will be internal customers in Mm. this case. So if you take, I don't know, leadership and and development team, for example, or even an internal comms team, (laughs) whatever, think of who your customers are and Mm. think about the pain points or the life enhancements or work enhancements that you are offering so what is your service what is your skill set what 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 are you offering in terms of the work that you do and you can define that for your team and that's perfectly okay because all the dots do join up and I think when you've got that clarity of your own team purpose or departmental purpose you can actually even take this down to the individual level as well. I think it gives you clarity and I think it then brings that sense of meaning and value to the work that you're doing. To give you a practical example, let's imagine that we work for Apple Macs. Yeah. And that we're the internal comms team at Apple. So we're yeah. not really making Macs or iPods. No, no. I mean, hopefully we get a discount. discount. <laughs> Free products, please. <laughs> So we're not really putting anything in the hands of the no. customer. And if Apple's mission, I mean, I'm plucking it out of the air, I have no idea, is to enhance people's lives by making world-leading technology. Yeah. So how, how would we make the leap between us as an internal comms team and that corporate mission statement when we don't play a part in making the technology? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And the way I would approach it is really thinking about what outcomes you're wanting to achieve. Mm. I love outcomes for giving you a sense of what that future state looks like. And also thinking with your customers at the centre of everything you're doing. Mm. So what is the outcome for them that you want? What do you want them to feel? What do you want them to think? What, what do you want them to do? And I think often we want our communications to be engaging, but that's because that we're thinking about it from our perspective. Mm. So what are we actually enhancing within the organisation by being an internal comms team? And I think it's about helping people stay informed. I think it's helping people stay uh, emotively and engagingly connected with that purpose and understanding how they can do their jobs simpler. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be stuff like that, you know. And I think we sometimes forget that it's not about the the outputs. Mm. If we're taking the internal comms team as an example, it is about the outcomes and the outcomes aren't for you. They are about your customer mm. and having that customer-centric head on your shoulders just changes your perspective wholeheartedly you know that's clearly what you know massive brands do when they're and I'm not a marketer at all so please don't shoot me down if this is you know going off on a tangent and talking bullshit but from an end point in an end state it's it's always about the customer it's mm-hmm. not about us as, as individual employees and that's why it comes back to you know thinking about who your internal customers are yeah I think that's such a good point and you're right it makes it much easier to bridge the divide between the sort of corporate purpose in the world and the corporate purpose for you in your team as part of 
the organisation. Yeah. So the second way that we wanted to look at this topic of how to make work more meaningful is how can we, as individual humans, make work more meaningful for ourselves if we are in the position of having a kind of corporate purpose or mission that we don't really connect with Mm -hmm. or we're working Mm -hmm. for an organisation that, you know, we don't... It's paying your bills. It's giving it's, you a salary. Exactly. And, it's yeah, paying your bills. Good. That's good. And it's but it's not perhaps the UN. You know? It's like it's <laughs> World a piece. it's a it's a job that you probably hopefully enjoy, but how do you make it meaningful for yourself? And I think that there's lots of us out there who've been in or are oh, in yeah, that situation. Yeah. yeah. Work does pay the bills at the end of the day. It does. And not everywhere is the utopia of being a brilliant, perfect, positive culture. So what do we do in the meantime? So my thoughts are, so I think there's a number of things that you can do here. I think, again, it's thinking about what are you getting out of it that perhaps Mm. fulfills your life dreams? Mm. So it may be that that salary is paying for travel and holidays, you know, and that's your sense of purpose. And then when you've, you know, built up your pot of money, you know, you're getting that sense of achievement because Mm. you're going off travelling. I think that's such a good point about thinking about how work creates value for you in your life because one of the things that got me thinking on this topic is that I think it's very easy to let work consume you especially when you're in the situation of this is a job to pay the bills I don't love it I'm not kind of massively connected to the organization I enjoy it it's fine but it can be really easy in that situation, I think, for anything negative that happens at work to have a huge impact on mm. you, um, for you to become, and I'm, t- I'm talking from personal experience here, listeners, not uh, casting aspersions on your own feelings <laughs> about work. So for me, it was very easy to then become fixated on trying to make work better yes. or trying to move on to a different role or trying to get that promotion. And I think reminding yourself that work is just a part of your life and that you are working to enjoy your life and yeah, whatever that means yeah. to you, whether it's getting an allotment or going on holiday or buying a new pair of shoes, whatever it is, that's what work does for you. And so I think that's such a good point about reminding mm, yourself that work mm. is adding value to your life and it has a meaning and a purpose within your life yeah. and seeing work as just a part of your whole life yeah and to expand on that point I mean a lot of organizations are really great at learning and development in Mm. in terms of the offerings they give and the support that they give and and I kind of took work part of it I got a great sense of uh, value and meaning from it when I was learning and look for the learning opportunities you know be that in a crisis be that in a project that was just you know going disastrously wrong I was a good project leader, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> honest. Or, you know, the courses that I went on because mm. I was growing and learning personally. You know, I was I was super fortunate that I had a master's degree mm. paid for by an employer. And, you know, so it's looking for all of those things. You know, where are the learning opportunities that actually brings meaning to you because you're then growing as an individual by being in a part of that organisation? Yeah, couldn't agree more. One of the other things that I had in my head was that the idea and I think I've said it before but of finding the value that you add I think Mm. it's very easy to fall into the trap of feeling like a cog in a big old machine but figuring out where you uniquely add value the things that you are really good at that other people do benefit from within your organization or your team or your peer group to 
you give great advice when they're stuck on what to do about a people problem or do you are you like the person that everyone comes to for proofreading because you've got such incredible attention to detail Mm. or you know are you great in a crisis at keeping a cool head those things that those qualities those experiences that you are uniquely bringing to your team um I think focusing on those areas can bring such a huge sense of value and worth to yourself and for me it did bring more meaning to my work by realizing actually I can really help this person in this way well that goes back to the two points I was making earlier about you know solving mm. a pain point or providing a life enhancement or Such work a good enhancement point. yeah that it applies to you personally yeah, as does. well as to the organization yeah there we go there's a gem right there there you go they were good tips and advice hopefully based on personal and uh, professional experiences weren't they joe as ever i've got a bit of a controversial question now though hit me (laughs) do you think organizations should have a corporate purpose or do you think we should scrap it because they're too bullshitty (laughs) am i allowed to say that yes we'll have to put a little e on this episode for explicit content it's a really good question i think For me, anything like that, corporate purpose, mission, values, culture, doing something about mental health, all of that stuff, there's no point bloody doing it if it's just ticking a box. There's no point doing it if there's Mm -hmm, any, mm -hmm. if there's no purpose or positive intent. Or meaning to it. Or meaning behind it, exactly. So I think it is important and it can be useful and motivating and energising to have a corporate purpose. But only if it's done in the right way and with the right intent. If it's just to tick a box, then save your bloody breath, I would say. Yeah. Well, you've just taken the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) I completely agree. I do believe that organisations should have a corporate purpose and be really clear on that. I think it should be uh, something that people do connect with, as we said about, you know, involving employees in it. But I think it builds that sense of community and creating something delivering something offering something that you couldn't give alone Mm. and I think building that sense of community and rallying people around not even necessarily an emotive purpose but a, a clear compelling purpose builds that sense of connection with other people so that you're there in it to give a greater good together you can tell that you're a culture expert joe because (laughs) you hear in business all the time we're greater oh i can't even remember the phrase it's so bloody wanky but you know we're like great as a whole we're greater than the sum of our parts or whatever the phrase is that's what i mean but you phrased it in a way that actually means something to human people yeah that we're a community and we can do amazing things together that we couldn't do yes, on our own yes that's so much more powerful and impactful than we're greater than the sum of our parts yeah and so, I, yeah. I think where you get the um the silver bullet mm. is where you get your corporate purpose your team purpose and your individual purpose and meaning defined and clear and that you, you know and it's okay to have the the different mm. scales of it but when they're all they're all working in a united way I think that's where you get the real power of pulling people together. And also it makes sense, doesn't it? Like if you're, if you can look at your kind of 
purpose as a internal comms manager in an organisation and see that that clearly relates to the change that your team is trying to have as a communications department and see how that plays a big part in delivering the purpose and the mission of the whole organisation, then bam bam, thank you ma'am, you've just figured out how you're connected to the whole purpose of the organisation that you didn't have before. Yeah, that's your dots joined. Yeah, I feel like that's a great note to end on. I think so. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please do tune in next week for another episode of A Place to Thrive. We are starting to look at your questions for season two of the podcast, which will be coming so out in the new year. So we are doing season two now. We haven't discussed this. <laughs> of course I feel we're like it's an unsaid, unspoken agreement. <laughs> of course we're doing season two. So please do get in touch with us. If we can't answer your questions this season, we will, of course, look to answer them in season two, which will come out in uh, sometime in early 2020 please do get in touch with us i'm joe hooper on linkedin or mad and sad club on instagram where you can find me most of the time and i'm joanna hall on linkedin and that's my main platform but my twitter and instagram handle is a fire underscore joe and i'm on there sporadically let's say but do get in touch we love to hear from our listeners thanks for listening thanks guys thanks guys